Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. So, man, you were sick last week, weren't you? You you sounded terrible, man. Like, exactly, exactly. Like, I think your lung is still on the table right here, man. I, I, I think I've got the black lung pop. Uh. Wait, you're older than me. Uh, that's, that's true. Okay. But, no, yeah, you, you were sick last week, which explains why we were absent for a bit, which listeners might have known if they followed me on Twitter at C Cesarano C-C-E-S-A-R-A-N-O or maybe they would have found out some information or gotten more content if they followed facebook.com slash ramblepack64 that's ramblepack with no C 64 and you might also notice that none of these have anything to do with the name of the podcast which is right but this is where you can get updates on this podcast and more content that I provide, and maybe at some point, stuff that you do too. Like music. There you go. There we go. And don't follow me on Twitter because I haven't tweeted in like two years. Yeah, I keep so. tagging you, but I noticed that you, you you don't do anything on there. No, I should probably just retweet it anyway, and then I can say that I have tweeted. In the last two years. Yeah, but then people think you're just a bot. And then, and then they know the secret. But how do you know that I'm not just a bot? Exactly. Then they know the secret, and then we can confirm that I have no friends. <laughs> how do you know? I've been playing Nier Automata. How do you... The, you, you know, the main character's name... I, I didn't get this until I started playing the game. 2B? Oh, my God. 2B. 2B. <laughs> like, what does it mean, 2B? Or not to be. You just spoiled that for me. I could have figured that out. I just spoiled the entire game for you. That's it. That's the entire <laughs> game. To be. All right. Um, but something that's lacking in Near Automata, not lacking at all, actually, because it's generally terribly executed, is romance options. There are romance now, options in Near Automata? They have no romance options. In oh. But not all games need romance options. That's true. That's true, and most games that have them don't really do that great of a job. You don't think so? I thought that was supposed to be one of the big high points of the Bioware games. Well... Or what about Stardew Valley, you know? I mean, all, all like the Harvest Moon games, aren't these supposed to be big on relationships? Isn't, or aren't these supposed to be America's variant on the dating simulation? Yes, because we can't we can't just accept a, a dating simulation. We need to have like an epic <laughs> space opera or some kind of other thing. Well, that way we don't get embarrassed when our parents, spouses, family, entirety of society walk into our door and watch us playing this game, and we could be like, "Oh no, no, no!" You see, this is just character stuff. But I'm really playing it for. The articles, I, I mean, I'm really playing it for the <laughs> big I, evil demon hordes trying to kill everybody. I mean, I mean that's that's kind of the pr- part of the problem, right? Is that you you have all of these, you got to make the right decisions and all these dialogue trees and you have to complete loyalty quests and all these other things in a lot of games. And basically, it doesn't have any effect on the game other than you get this like weird clunky like PG-13 generally speaking unless you're playing The Witcher <laughs> um, sort of PG-13 sex scene it's just kind of like very reminiscent of Matrix Revolutions yes yeah it's just uh, it, 
it always feels and and there's usually it's kind of there's not very much depth to it I think I understand uh, what you're saying I think I understand because this is something that I discussed before people that listen to my old podcast the Ramblecast which you were on a few times um, don't listen to the Ramblecast but we did discuss the topic of romance options and one of the issues is that once you hit the sex portion once and, and that's like American media in general it's like people aren't in a relationship until they suddenly bang but then after that happens it's like okay love story done let's do everything else and it's okay. like that's firstly that's not real life you can be in a relationship without having the intercourse and you could also have intercourse and not be in a relationship and then yeah, there's I, just once that happens things keep going yeah, most most games really don't have any extension of that, right? Yeah. Um, you just kind of like it's like this is the end of your quest to seduce, you know, the blue alien chick on your spaceship. Um, or you could do the brunette white woman, or you can do maybe if you're lucky, you can do the gay guy. Right. Well, now one of the one of the uh, the games that a lot of people had a hard time with. Did you ever play Dragon Age Two? Not in its entirety. It is on my okay, list. Well, Dragon Age Two. Dra- Dragon Age Two actually had some interesting things that could happen because you had these um, these sort of like bar graphs of how much your your party liked you, and so there was there were a couple characters where if you were like had max affinity or whatever it was called, they would like put a move on you. And if you rejected them, it would reduce your affinity. And then that would also have some gameplay effects that like characters with a higher affinity would do better together in combat and things like that. So now that was one little wrinkler that I always thought was cool. Um, Hmm. Because I I I remember that I, I was actually one of the, I was playing as a, as, a, as a male character. One of the other male characters, uh, you know, was putting the moves on me rather aggressively, and I was like, "No, like I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really into that." Um, and then it like suddenly his like affinity dropped three points for me, like, and so now he was less effective for me in combat because I I I led him to his perspective. I led him on, and then I rejected him. I always thought that was. So that's three points out of how many? Like ten. Oh, that something is, like that. Well, that it's been a long a time since I. Pl- it's been a long time a since I played it, but it had a it had a major impact on on some of that stuff. Um, so that was a cool wrinkle. Another interesting one that I, I've always looked back on because I made a, I think the unusual choice typically, is Final Fantasy VII. Barrett? You really think about that. It was Barrett, wasn't it? It was Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you're just a complete jerk to Tifa and and Avers, yes, you get Barrett uh, for the ride. Well, you also got that you weren't. You got to not be hitting on Yuffie either. Which Yuffie, right? Yeah. In, in, in most cases, you shouldn't be because she's still in like high school. So don't don't hit on Yuffie. Don't hit on Yuffie. Yeah, I, that's 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 a challenge. That's like a. Uh, Anyway, <laughs> so so the point being is, so that actually, 
you know, there's almost, it's almost like they made, there's a right way to go for the sake of the game. And that was Aeris, right? Uh, no. I mean, when you really get, I mean, I, I, this could be a whole topic on, unto itself, but really, Tifa is the way to go. If, if you go back and you replay the game and you really think about the characters, Aeris and Cloud are not going to happen, but maybe on a first playthrough, yeah, that's where people think it's going. Hmm. No, actually, I, I would actually agree with that. In, in hindsight, also having how much of the other Final Fantasy VII media did you consume? Oh. The PSP game and the just movie add and all that. just add the children, and that's honestly enough. So, yeah. Well, so not to get into too many spoilers, but that, that I think that clarified some of those relationship dynamics as well. Yeah, but I mean, you get it, it even it in the main clear game clear that it was Zach, Zach and Aeris were the couple. And that Cloud and Tifa were sort of the other couple. Yeah. But it's interesting that the, the game gave you a choice in that. And that you could... It was one of the first games I remember playing that had some kind of dynamic. Ooh, Wing Commander, actually. Wing Commander 3, <laughs> now that you mention it. Also had... Freddy Prince whole... Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that Wing Commander. The, the one with Mark Hamill. Okay. <laughs> that actually had... A, there's a cool scene in Wing Commander 3... Any like the five people listening to this that played it, like the one person out of five or whatever it is. Uh, there's this great scene where like you have one of your wingmen, who's a, a wing woman or whatever, and your mechanic are sitting at the bar, and you can you know you have conversations with them throughout the game, and you basically pick one to romance, and then the other one like dumps you. So, if you pick the wingman, then you're low, you have to manually do loadouts for the rest of the game every, for every mission. Oh, that's funny. So, like, but if you choose the mechanic, then you don't have... Then you lose the wingman. Oh, wow. That's tough. Because all throughout the game, you, you always had an automatic like preset loadout that you could then adjust... But now it would like take everything off, so you'd have to manually pick all your guns and all your missiles with nothing, nothing preset. For but see, you. metagaming wise, honestly, I probably would prefer to have the 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 wing woman, I guess you could say, on your on your team. I'd rather have the backup. Right. Well, you, I mean, you have several oh, uh, available okay. wingmen. Okay, uh, I bet they are available. Um, <laughs> if this were a Mass Effect game, they would be available. They would be exactly. Well, one would always be calibrating. But no, um, it's funny though because one of the things like I actually do want to go back to Final Fantasy VII because one of the things I like about th- like the scene you're talking about it's like a date and it's maybe maybe halfway through the game where you're at the Gold Saucer theme park and at night you know everyone's like bad stuff just happened like bad juju went down and one of the characters is like hey you know and it's whoever you've treated the most kindly throughout the game. Like, whoever's ideas you've agreed with the most, whoever you've basically shown preference to, um, and if you rejected, like, Barrett and and Tifa and Eris, and you managed to have Yuffie on your team, that's essentially the only way you got her, is if you basically told everyone else, like, gave everyone else the middle finger the whole game. But, regardless of who, it's like, it was always a surprise, someone would come into the room, and they'd say, hey, you know, let's just go have some fun. And it's more than the carousel ride. That's what most people remember because that's where they have the conversation. And 
Right, you go play all the mini games. <clears throat> yeah, you do the mini games, get all to the stage gold, play. Gold saucer, yeah. You do a stage play and stuff. They actually take you on a date between the two characters. And you don't really do anything of the sort. Like, there's no... And it is a bit dating sim if you've played Japanese dating sims. Like, there are dates. You have to do events. Harvest Moon's kind of like that. Each character has story events. And in Final Fantasy VII, this is an an event you're doing with a character that if you play Bioware, all you have are conversations. Hmm. And it's a very simplified version to me. In, or rather, the Harvest Moon's basically Bioware, but simplified. Because Harvest Moon, you give someone an item, they like you more. You talk to them every day, and it's like one sentence, but they like you more. And you keep doing this every day, and they like you more. And... In Bioware, it's just, okay, choose the right text option and they like you more. Maybe right, give, Or like Dragon Age, give them a gift. They like you more. Right. I mean, usually there's most of these games do have some kind of mission, but it's, you know, shooty-shooty or stabby-stabby. Never like, let's go take a walk in the park and have dinner together. It's yeah, you have like... one loyalty mission, but you don't actually do... There, there's nothing relationshipy, I guess you could say. And I don't want to say that in, in terms of, like, being super lonely dude nerd, which, then you know, I am, but it, it, it feels... Again, it feels like, okay, you do all this stuff, and then the character's bang, and there you go, achievement unlocked, and there's nothing else. Now... I would actually say Fire Emblem is as bad. I like the Fire Emblem games, and they try and wrap the whole relationship dynamics into a game mechanic, where if you have two characters team up or fight side by side, their relationship improves, and you will unlock conversations that for each character is going to be different. And then you have the option to marry a character. And if you marry that character, well, I mean... Things aren't interesting after that. You have a kid, and then, like, Fire Emblem Fates tried something where you would go to your spouse and have a conversation, but it was this super lovey-dovey crap that their entire personality changed to be one of nothing but limitless adoration for you. And it's like, this is not what I want in character interaction. <laughs> Because it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... No. I mean, it, it's marriage as opposed to the hibbity-dibbity. But that's the thing. It's like Bioware and Fire Emblem, neither one of them continues the growth of that relationship. It hits this point where it's like, okay, boom, they bang. In Fire Emblem, you get a kid with both pa both parents' kind of stats, and off you go. Keep playing the game. You're, you're, you're done. The chore's over. Right, right. It's just, it's just, it's something you can do in the game. Now, what's another example? Uh, and you know, I would, you knew I had to bring it up on this podcast. Is is The Witcher Three? Oh, what's that game? I've never heard of it. You never heard of The Witcher Three? <laughs> never heard of. I there were there choices. were two others before it. There were two others. I actually never played the original Witcher. I wonder how and it got sequels. This is like some the, small little indie game, right? Like it's like retro graphics and everything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Witcher Two is a little bit more on the um, on the Bioware side, but what what makes The Witcher Three interesting is that some of your your choices have 
have consequences. And again, there's a little bit more. It's still about the same where it's like, here's your quest for this person. Um, but, uh, so for example, like, the, the game basically, this is a game in which you can totally, like, there's like probably like a hundred different people that you can sleep with <laughs> over the course of the game. That's an awful lot. But some of the romance, some of the, that'll actually shut down some of the romance options in the game. Hmm. So, like, if, if, uh, if main character, I don't want to, like, spoil too much, but, like, say, like, Yennefer is, like, one of the, one of the options. Like, if she gets, like, wind, basically, that you've, like, you know, where, been, been with every other sorceress on the, in the continent, she's just, at the end, she's gonna be like, no, it's not gonna work out between us. Huh. And actually, like, made some consequences to that. Where I feel like in Bioware games, it's like, what's going on with you and so and so? You're gonna have to break that off to be with me. You're like, okay, I'll break that off. <laughs> or the very first Mass Effect, where and I, I don't even know where it came from, because all of a sudden, Ashley and Liara came up, come up, and they're both like. Hey, you have to choose one of us. And I'm like, what the fuck? I wasn't hitting on either one of you. I was just being nice. <laughs> Bioware, you are teaching teenagers everywhere a very poor lesson. Just because you're nice, yeah. just because you're nice doesn't mean ladies are going to be coming, grabbing up on you. And just because, well, it is realistic that just because you're nice dudes are going to be coming up trying to grab up on you. So... Well. <laughs> That well, is an I mean, unfortunate not, reality. You, you don't... Well, I don't know what your Commander Shepard looked like, but you don't look like Commander Shepard or have command of a uh, of the Normandy. Yeah. My Commander Shepard looked different, but he still looks... He, he did not have two chins like I do. I was, I was thinking more like some of these people make like these eldritch abominations oh. where it's like what's the maximum fatal width and then like make it as short as possible and as wide and like the thinnest nose with the widest set eyes and it's like I'm certain this came out of a Lovecraftian story <laughs> but no I mean no no I, I, I remember that part where the, the two of them just come up and that's the thing honestly I was like Man, I don't care. Like, I don't like either one of you. In fact, I'm going to send one of you to die. So, <laughs> um, so what about what about the the storytelling angle of it and the character angle? So, so one of the things I've seen, you know, some criticism of is, um, you know, oh, we you know we need more more romance options, or we need more the female options weren't that great, or the same sex options weren't that great, and other things. And I feel like you have games like Dragon Age Three struck me as like everybody could romance everybody, and I feel like that didn't really necessarily like if you're a writer and you're writing a character, right? Yeah. Like, is is every character like going to be like this promiscuous and like? open and everything else or you know we're that okay with it or yeah or is it is so you kind of lose something so for example mass effect andromeda has received some criticism for the lack of options in certain areas 
So from like a character creator perspective, you say, well, we wrote these characters, and this is how the characters are, and the the writing is more important than satisfying every choice combination. You know, the first thing that comes to mind is Mass Effect 3, how if you romanced neither of, and I don't know if I should spoil it or not, so I'm going to be vague, if there were two characters you did not romance, then they would get together themselves. And it was fun, because they're they're definitely fan favorites, so people, you know, see them get together, they're like, oh, I'm so happy right now. But at the same time, it's like, well, did it really make sense for those two? I mean, let me really think back. How often do the two of them interact? Did I ever even have them at the party at the same time? I mean, maybe? And so it, it really does in some ways feel... It goes back to, again, Harvest Moon, where later Harvest Moon games, whoever you... You'd marry someone, and then everyone else would pair off, except for the one person that would have paired off with the person you married. Except you married them. So that person is now alone forever. Because you went in there and you stole stole their partner. That's just a little depressing. That is just a little depressing. But, I, I mean, otherwise, I mean, that's the thing. They already predetermined, okay, these are the characters that go together, but... And it usually worked. It's just... Harvest Moon is also not very deep in its writing. So... And maybe that's part of the issue. Is Harvest Moon is like, okay, we're creating archetypes... So, whatever archetype interests you most, go after that one. Right. Versus Bioware, where it's not just supposed to be an archetype, it's supposed to be... It's supposed to feel like a person. And and you're right, too. It's like, you know, for some people, it's like, oh, this doesn't have enough options. But at the same time, well, for some people it does, because when I was in college especially, everyone I knew romanced Morgan in Dragon Age. And I thought Morgan was a bitch and totally went after Liliana. But nobody else liked Liliana. Everyone else thought Liliana was trash. So, hmm. for some people, this person's like, you know, oh, this is the person to romance. And then for me, it's like, no, you can have her. I want this character. But it's... I mean, so when, when when people say, oh, there aren't enough options, it's like, okay, you need to take a survey first, and we, we need to approach that kind of an issue scientifically, <laughs> because Scientific. we, you can't just say that based off of your own preferences. But I mean, I guess it's a problem. There's no archetype for all preferences, or right. other the, the other things that complicate matters, I guess I, I, I could say to remain vague. Right, well... And again, I think that's that's one of the things that, as a broad issue, these game games like Mass Effect um, or Dragon Age struggle with is, you know, we're giving you tons and tons of choices about every aspect of this, but at the same time, we're funneling you toward specific predefined events and objectives that have a very limited amount of ways that they, they can happen. Um, you know what I so, think part of the problem here is, too? I mean, part of it might just be the achievement hunting culture as well, but I feel like we've reached a point where if you can't, especially in an expansive game, if you can't get everything on the first playthrough, people will be unhappy. People think right. they should be able to get everything that first playthrough, and if you set it up where... 
okay, you can romance these characters, but if you do that, like, there's hidden scenes, or there's hidden this, or you lock other things out. And that's part of the thing, too, is, like, I would like... I would like unique content that is only if you are at this point of this relationship with this person at this stage of the game. But then it's like, if you can't hit that, then someone's locked out and it's like, but I can't get that achievement or something like that. Don't, don't, don't play the Witcher three. If that's (laughs) (laughs) so what you're telling me is the Witcher three already did all this and has everything figured out. And the Witcher three is the new half-life. It, 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 it definitely, definitely doesn't. Notice there's a three in the name. They're all like the, the Witcher three is. is really Half Life three. He's Gordon Freeman. So, oh my god! How did it take me so long to figure this out? Gordon Freeman hunts monsters. It makes sense. But okay, and, let's and end can't. the joke. End the joke. End the joke. The, the viewers can't see us shaking our, our head. No, no. Um, <laughs> but no, I, to, I totally get that. Right. So there's, yeah, there's there are so many. Right, because I'm kind of in that a little bit. I, I've had a little bit of that in in some of these games where I would try to do, like I read about people saying their crew members died in Mass Effect Two in the final mission. I'm like, really, really, your crew members died? Like, who? Like, what? Did you just skip half the game? Or because in my if you case, actually have any clue what your my... crew members are good at, and you do all their loyalty quests. Nobody dies. See, there are some of those points where Miranda was... Basically, don't listen to Miranda. So, yeah, for that suicide mission, don't listen to Miranda. Whatever she tells you to do, do the opposite. Though there were there was, like, at least one thing where it's like, oh, yeah, Legion would be good at this. No, Legion dies. And it's like, well, what the hell, man? He should have been perfect. But, well, maybe did you do Legion's... Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, because I played through that game twice. After stopping and resetting on the suicide mission, I eventually got everything right. So everyone. I like the ending. I saw somebody's ending where Shepard dies. (laughs) 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 Like, you beat the last boss, and Shepard's the only one left, and he's running to get to the Normandy. And he runs, and he jumps. And there's no one there to catch him. (laughs) And Seth Green's just like, Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seth Green. No, the, um, to get back on topic, though, one of the things you also did bring up specifically when we were originally considering topics was nobody tries to compete with you. That's true. And this, it was actually the Mass Effect game that got me on that, on that trail. So if you remember in Mass Effect 1, yeah, the, uh, the mission where you've got to choose between who's going to die, Caden or Ashley, basically. If I remember correctly, it actually is sort of like, first you choose, and they make you like reconfirm your choice. Um, but imagine a world, in a world, <laughs> where you've been trying to romance Ashley, but Caden has been doing a better job of it. Right? <laughs> and, then, and then here you are in the mission... You're like, Ashley or Kate? And you're like, Ashley totally jilted me. I don't like her. Or, I can just get Caden out of the way. And see, these are the kinds of things that if you that, that make the game a little bit more interesting. Um, the soap opera drama. Basically. Right, where the, the soap opera drama, and then making, sort of forcing a player to make 
tactical decisions that where you let the the soap opera drama get in the way. And that's something I haven't really seen a lot of. Well, you know what? Even if it's not like actually outright killing another person, because that adds that adds a lot of new dimensions to the story. Plus ten renegade points. (laughs) Um, But even if it's like, okay, I'm going to put you in charge of this area. Next thing you know, it's a trap, and that person's like almost killed in the story. And the person that was, you know, romantically interested in them, but trying to decide between you and this other character suddenly just comes at you and just hates you. They're like, what were you doing? They could have been killed. You're a monster. And then like all of a sudden, just because you were making a tactical decision, like, okay, this character is going to go over here. And now it's like, what the hell? I just lost a romance option. And I think that would be fascinating, you know? I mean, because that, that does add additional drama, additional character interaction, and it makes the characters feel more real, and you... I mean, you're already the main character, you're already technically the center of the universe, but the way these romance options go, it it's like nobody falls in love unless it's with you. Hmm. That's, that's true. And, and it's also maybe kind of a little bit sexual harassment. Since you're, like, the captain of the ship. And you're like, Hey, Talia, meet me back in... Or Tali, not Talia. Oh my god, that would be one of the greatest... I would would love it if developers kept it a secret. But at one point, you have someone on the ship that's akin to the HR. And they call you to to their quarters. And you're given choices. Because maybe they sound a little seductive when they call it. Like, you know, husky voice, like... Come to my chambers at 1100. Uh, no, it would be like 2300 hours. And so, you know, you have a choice to go there, like, dressed professionally, or maybe you're in, like, a very, very short bathrobe with, like, uh, uh, roses <laughs> and wine. And you're like, hey, hey. And then they're like, yeah, we need to talk about your behavior. Um, we've gotten complaints about harassment, um, asking very suggestive questions. And or, uh, you're not allowed just, you know, to be alone with a woman for the rest of the game, like, <laughs> or even just you know, like make them fill out, make them fill out those forms, you know, like, like when you're at like at a business and like two people are dating and they have to fill out a form that's like this is consensual and no oh one my is goodness. receiving favoritism. Ra- within the tutorial, have one of those corporate videos on proper like dating conduct in the workplace and sexual harassment in the workplace. It's one of those training videos. Like, it is not okay to grab your coworker in the ass. Like, <laughs> these are things. It's like, what did Jeremy do wrong in this situation? It's or, like, or just, <laughs> or just as soon as you initiate like the first romance, con- romance conversation, like now you have to watch this video <laughs> because you only have bad options. You only yes. have bad options. You have a conversation, and it's basically like, it's like, hey, baby, what's shaking? Or like, <laughs> or it's like, did you just fall out of heaven? And then the last one, just grab her titty. And then it's like, all three of them result in sexual harassment tutorial video. But then you might have additional charges based off of exactly what your behavior was. <laughs> it's like as i said it's like you are no longer permitted to have all women on your fire team 
You are no longer permitted to have a conversation with a woman without a chaperone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this okay. is Bi- Bioware. Are, are you listening right now? Or CD Projekt Red or whoever. <laughs> yes. This is... This is what we. You need. know what? You know what? I just want workplace. I want Job Simulator to just have this as an expansion. Yeah. But okay, never mind. I'm not actually serious about any of that. And I'm sorry <laughs> if I made anyone uncomfortable. <laughs> he made me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> That's okay. Flashing back to two real experiences. <laughs> but. But I think I mean I think that's it. I think I think we have the, we have the solution here. We need to we just need to make it more like more like real life. Uh, you know. Well, I mean only so drama much. and and conflict and human resources <laughs> on the other side of the galaxy and you know. No, I mean it, it, to to truly sum up sum up. I think and it's true of all, especially American media, because the weird thing about Japanese media is they spend so much time not having characters get together. So it really is about the building of the relationship in anime or some or even JRPGs. And maybe in some entertainment they actually get together, but in Western media, it's like, okay, we've decided these characters are getting together and you seal the deal with intercourse. There you go. Everyone's happy. Woo! Now let's move on. <laughs> and I'd much rather something where you have to deal with what happens after. Like, halfway through the game, you basically have to choose who you're in a relationship with. And then after that, or even if it's like any time in the game, like Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. And okay, so we continue with character events. And it's stuff like... Like, Fire Emblem, I, I mean, I wrote about it on Game of the Jobs. Like, even if it's something as stupid as the other person gets so tired of the other one biting their nails, like, it just drives me crazy. You don't stop biting your nails. It's like, dude, that's shit that really happens. And it's stuff that could make it more interesting, more real, and endear you to these characters further. And who knows, maybe, yeah, throughout the course of a, of a Dragon Age or a Mass Effect, even if you start having a relationship with a character, something happens that could break it off at any moment. And so then you have to deal with the fallout, you know. I mean, more dynamic character options than say nice things, give nice presents, bang, let's go. I couldn't have said it better myself. Of course you couldn't. What am I even here for? You should just be, uh, <laughs> just be hey, Chris. Yeah. Hey, Chris. I'll just hey, sit here Chris. talking to myself the whole time. Let me give you my ideas. Okay, they're my ideas, too, because we're both Chris. Why did I even build you in the first place? You're the worst robot. All right, everyone. Well, good night. Good night.